Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Ben King to talk about, you know, all the stuff that's been going on around the bye week. I mean, it's not been a whole bunch, but we did get some bad news about Booby, and it makes me sad. Um, mm. How have you been? How, uh, how's everything been? It seems like you held down the fort pretty well with uh, both uh, at Dallas and then you had Drew Hooper on. So um, how are things while I was gone? Yeah, it was uh, it was good getting to hang out with the guys from the network. But uh, now that you're back, AJ, the boys are back in town. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, glad to be back. Yeah, it's good to have you back. And uh, we're going to finish out second half of this season strong. Glad to have you back, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad to be back. Um, yeah, I started out, uh, I went on my anniversary trip with my wife, and the first little bit of it was the Mississippi State game. We went to like a sports bar, and I got to watch that. Uh, we were the only ones in Orlando that were watching the game, from what I could tell. Um, but <laughs> uh, it was a fun one. We had it up on the big screen of a sports bar and you know, just got to watch Auburn lay the wood on Mississippi State. Um, kind of just like set the tone, like not, not made me worry about anything, which is good. Um, and then went on a cruise and then came back to Orlando and then I, in the airport, I'm watching, uh, on the way back the Florida game. Um, and that, that game was, man, like that, that was a rough one. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what happened. Uh, it seemed like our game plan just wasn't there. Uh, seemed like he might've cursed us. us. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I, I know some, some uh, shade was thrown at Dallas for <laughs> coming in and uh, both you and Dallas predicting Florida just, you know, us to beat them. And they're Look, the worst team in the they top played, 10. They still played exactly like I expected them to. Okay. We should have wiped the floor with them. We just didn't have an offensive attack to match the defensive tenacity that was in that game. I mean, that's fair. And it seemed like... There was only a couple really big plays that Florida had that kind of turned into touchdowns. And if we had just capitalized off of a couple extra offensive plays, I mean, man, we we could have won that game too. Very easily. Um, And then, of course, you had Bo Nix throwing three interceptions. That was was a rough one. Uh, I've... I, I knew it was coming. I knew one of those games for Bo Nix, just having a true freshman quarterback in the SEC, you're going to have a freshman-type game, and that was his freshman game. I hope that's the only freshman game that he has because, I mean, we got to have him strong for the rest of the season uh, if we want to make a run. Um, so we missed uh, the – or we, I didn't miss, but I was able to watch most of the Florida game, and uh, it, it just seemed kind of weird, and I'm glad we're we're over that one. Um, and if we had a bye week, 
this was a, a good time and probably the best time for a bye week. Um, it also coincided with the Auburn University fall break, which I thought was kind of neat. We are always concerned about like a fall break or those kind of breaks and uh, students being in the student section. So yeah, I don't know who plan. planned that, but I thought that was pretty cool. Um, let's talk about the uh, Bowie injury. So Bowie Whitlow got injured uh, sometime late in the uh, Florida game. Mm. Uh, how how do you think this is uh, going to affect the team? Because obviously him being out four to six weeks is not ideal for our run game. <laughs> not ideal is a a, a nice way of putting it. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's going to be rough without Booby for, you know, one, the LSU game, and two, potentially the Georgia game, depending okay. on how long the four to six weeks goes. I'm hoping he comes back by the Iron Bowl. But, man, the the rushing attack this year, it has relied on him to be the most productive asset of it. When we look at the overall landscape of 1,000-yard rushers, Booby was the one that was coming up and really sedimenting his way to become that this year. Yep. Probably not going to happen now. No. I mean, like, um, right now he's got 544 yards rushing through our first six games. But, I mean, he's going to be out probably for – I mean, he could be back for the UGA game. Um and then more than likely back for the Bama game at least. But, I mean, you're, you you got to have monstrous games uh, to get over that 1,000-yard mark. If you, I mean, he, he's got to get 456 <laughs> yards and probably two, three, like two to three kind of games. I mean, that's that's just ridiculous. Yeah, um, that's, so a, that's, that's a tough unfortunate. So the guys behind him that we expect to really step it up, one, you know, Sometimes you're great, and sometimes you have greatness thrust upon you. So, uh, Cam Martin, it's time to grow that horn, buddy, because you are the man again, and you got you got the ball. You got to run with it. Yeah, yeah, and being a senior, I mean, it it's almost expected of him to take on a good bit of that load. Now that Bowie Whitlow, our workhorse for the first six games, has uh, gone out. Um, I mean, then then there's also. Guys like Sean Shivers, which I think can help. Didn't even carry the ball be... against Florida. Yeah, that's true. So definitely will sh- help. It was it shocking. Kinda, it shocked me. Like it, I wish we had used guys like Schwartz and Shivers. Though I saw some, uh, some film on the that game and why we didn't do a bunch of like outside type runs on Florida, and it, it seemed to be that Florida was just really quick. Their defense was really quick and could probably stop Shivers and Schwartz, but I was just like, why don't we even try? Um, it just seemed like we didn't. We have the fastest man in college football. Didn't even try. Yeah. Um, but another player I think is going to really step it up who we haven't used in the running back position this season, more so as a, a wide receiver type, is Harold Joyner. And I know we've pulled him in to practices now that Booby's out, and he's got the size to be very effective in that role. I'm uh, very excited to see him kind of hopefully fill some of that gap as we go forward as well. Yeah, and I think Harold Joyner combined with DJ Williams, that could be Mm -hmm. a good combination of guys behind Cam Martin. Um, And maybe in a couple games, DJ Williams takes on the primary role of uh, taking on the load for our, our running backs because... I mean, everybody knows you had to you had to carry the ball in Gus Malzahn's offense to get our offense going. You do. Um, so 
I mean, that's got to be something that we got to make sure that DJ Williams is prepared for and holds on to the ball, um, making sure because that's that's the number one thing besides um, like pretty much for Gus Malzahn is can you control and hold on to the ball as a running back? Um, not only can you run the ball well, but like you got to hold on to it. Um, so I think DJ Williams, Joyner, and then Cam Martin, and then some some flavors of Shivers will come in. Um, I mean, I even heard Malik Miller thrown in there a little bit. I don't know how much of – I mean, he hasn't seemed to get much playtime so far in the season, uh, mostly just like a short third down kind of back. Yeah, and uh, that's the weird thing. Know. We had a handful of short third downs in our last game against Florida that we couldn't we couldn't get any type of push for. Yeah. And that's a perfect place to you know drop a player like that in as a bowling ball to bust yeah. through those. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this, this injury, I mean, it's going to hurt, but like how, how bad do you think it's going to hurt our overall outlook on, on the rest of the season? Does it change your mind? Uh, if on you how look we do? at the rushing attack in the Mississippi state game, we ran nine deep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our guys, we've got a ton of talent in that position and wide receivers who are fast and can run the ball. So while it's going to be very detrimental to the overall leadership of the running get attack, I think that we have the talent there to be able to step it up, much like the defense does season after season, next man up. We can do the same thing with the rushing attack as long as we plan accordingly to the strengths of the players. Yeah, and I think that's that's going to be key. And one of the things I think Gus does a decent job of is what you said, is uh, playing according to the, the guys and their strengths. Um, because there's right now there's not a solid, okay, let's go with this guy. I mean, we can hope that DJ Williams can step into a role, but I mean, it's, it's nice to know that at at least so far, it seems like Gus tends to, all right, this guy's good at this. Let's put him in, in this situation, um, get his, get the ball in his hands. And I hope he does that for the rest of the season. Um, let's continue to look to that because I mean, we may have to get a little creative when it comes to play calling, uh, and getting guys involved that may not have gotten involved in the first half of the season nearly as much. So what would happen if we lined Joey Gatewood up as a running back? That would be really interesting. So have Bo Nix and then Joey Gatewood right beside him. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, it could happen. It could. I mean, we've had both or of them on just... the field at, at once or at the same time more than once now. So, I mean, I guess it's possible. I mean, pull him in. That'd be so interesting, though. I don't know. Like, what would be? What do you see as the upside for that? I mean, other than just Joey's size. Yeah, Joey's size and ability to move. Yeah, that's true. And also his passing attack. Yeah, I mean, you could legitimately do a, a I don't know, like a toss sweep where it's a reverse, and then have Joey Gatewood pass the ball or something. Yep. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of different options out of that. Um, I don't know. It could happen. I just, I want to get Joey Gatewood more involved with this offense because yeah. oh, yeah. I watched the Florida LSU game last night and the way that Dan Mullen is able to use the two quarterback system, except for that one interception that they threw near the end of the game uh, because of pulling Trask out and then putting him back in, they did fairly well with the two quarterback system and we've gotten a little bit away from that here recently. Yeah, well, did we even play Gatewood in the nope. Florida game? He didn't get a single snap, okay. not a stat. So I don't know if he touched the field. 
Yeah, I don't remember him touching the field, uh, but I don't know. It's I, I want him to be a part of the the game plan because he stuck around. But let's give him some some play time. I mean, use his strengths. Um, well, now that we need a a much more centralized rushing attack, he brings that like asset mm-hmm. to the rushing attack itself. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Maybe maybe I mean, that's we'll I, rethink some things. Go back to the drawing board. Put up some new plays. Yeah, and that that makes me think, and that kind of leads me into the next topic of how this is going to potentially impact this team is the uh, what we used to do with the booby cat. I mean, you can't. We're not going to be doing the booby cat, but we're we might have. I've heard Harold Joyner can take it, DJ Williams potentially, but obviously, like you can use Gatewood as the Wildcat quarterback. Uh, and use him. I mean, what what do you think we we use in those situations that we need a wildcat type type play? That's what I would do. Let's put Gatewood in there every time because not only does it give you the ability to run and then put a couple other runners around him, but also the passing attack is there. And I think Gatewood has a lot more potential that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, and for sure. We need to be able to give him opportunities to show that. Yeah. Um. Anything else about like how this is going to hurt our team or potentially, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this almost as, I don't know if it's going to hurt. I mean, it will hurt immediately, but in the long run, it, it pretty much gives a shot in the arm to all of the other running backs who've just kind of been, all right, boobies are running back. All right. Now they're th- now they've got to be thinking, especially somebody like DJ Williams and Cam Martin, that probably the next two guys up. For our running backs like that's got to be a, almost a switch in their mind kind of like what we saw last year with Joey Gatewood Joey Gatewood being a, a freshman coming in first year he didn't play well at all um, at least from what we we could see didn't get any play time and that, that was because his mindset wasn't there but then you saw the mind change from last year to this year and it made it the way he's playing so much better and i'm just hoping something like that does happen do you think that that could be the way that our our team rebounds yeah we've always said running back by committee but then when it comes to actual running the ball we give it to one player majority of the carries and that's been booby here recently so now with him out of the picture and not even a possibility then it does open up the carries and possibilities for a lot of the other players to shine Hopefully they lean on each other and they get better together as a unit. And, you know, the rushing attack doesn't miss a beat, which, like I said earlier, the talent is there. It's Mm -hmm. just ensuring that we have the right plays for the right players and plugging those guys in and making it happen. I definitely think Arkansas, for one, is a great game to be able to start this out at because, you know, old Arky and Walmart land just isn't a very good team this year. So it'll be good for us to – a good – area to see exactly what we can do yeah i think this is going to be a good hopefully tune-up game um obviously we'll get into the preview in in the next episode but um i hope we don't overlook arkansas for sure um let's let's change now since we're mid-season so we're six games and uh let's look back at what we predicted and uh how how you think we we've been doing um then what's your analysis on uh, what you expect preseason versus now what you see six games in? Yep, so we're very close to where I thought we would be. Uh, the only difference between the two of us is that Florida game. 
Uh, we we played a Florida team who played exactly like I thought they would. Our defense played exactly how I thought they would. The mm-hmm. offense did not have a very good plan in order to utilize our talent and attack effectively. It it was a little bit of a different type of approach, and it done, did not work out. So holistically, coming in at five and one here, not where I thought we would be at six and zero, oh, but still very very good performance so far from the players. I think besides a little bit of the setback that Bo had at Florida. He has grown tremendously in that role. The team plays well together. Defense is on fire. Special teams has improved dramatically. The offense at times has glances of greatness. At other times, you know, we're still led by a freshman quarterback. So I'm really, really glad that we had this bye week at the right time. I think going into the back half of the season is going to be very impactful on our success going forward. Yeah, and something that I I was kind of reminded of uh, when I listened back to uh, Drew Hooper and when you and him did it, we had the loss to LSU a few years back, and that almost got our brought our team together and almost uh, brought some reality to you can lose every game um, that you play, and it made our team better because of it. So I'm hoping something like that happens where it bonds this team in this bye week uh, to change. Uh, potentially how how we play together um for the better um yeah both you and i for for our preseason uh so you had a six and oh had us five and one uh with a loss to florida um and i think that those are pretty optimistic for both of us um and not for you because you're always optimistic with auburn football but um it's always good to see us do so well in the first half even though we have some offensive issues we've gotten the wins and at the end of the day a win is a win uh even if your offense doesn't look up to what it needs to be um obviously our second our um our defense has been the backbone of what this team and this identity for the team uh so far and i'm uh, very thankful to have them um because they're they're gonna have uh, some great games coming up uh, as long as we continue to have guys that are uh, healthy. And I think even if potentially we have a few injuries in the future of our defense, there's there's guys that will always step up. Um, how how do you think now we're seeing the first half of the season, does it change the way you see the second half of the season going? I don't think it changes it. It definitely gives us areas that we need to work on, and I think it's good to identify those before we finish this away stretch and then come back home for two of our biggest games of the year. Now looking at LSU having taken on Florida and beaten them down in Tiger Stadium, when we have to go travel down to Baton Rouge in a couple weeks, expect to be playing against not only all of LSU and their fans, but also the SEC refs, because the next week when it's going to be one versus two, say that LSU doesn't stumble. That is something that the SEC is probably going to want to ensure happens. So I'm not saying anything about conspiracy theories, but at the same time I am (laughs) because I completely and fully expect to be against everything and have a lot of calls not go our way. So we have got to come in there and just knock LSU off the ball. And I get to look ahead right now because we're not doing a preview and we're still technically bye week and that's okay. But look, LSU is definitely beatable. Watching the Florida game and the way Florida played against LSU, 
Florida started from their own 25 for their first four drives and scored touchdowns. Mm-hmm. They, that they says, put together some really good drives. Look, they their offense is not is not that great, and we know that because of the way that we played them. Like you said, two big plays, two blown plays, and it's a completely different game for Auburn versus Florida. That is the same type of thing that is going to happen when it comes to LSU. Yeah. We're going to have to contain them. Their passing attack is way better than Florida's is. If -hmm. you looked at the way that LSU Mm -hmm. played Florida, they had a lot of very quick uh, drives, and Florida had a ton of possession of the game. So we are very close to having... I guess the LSU game could go one of two ways. Either we knock LSU off the ball and run away with it, which is unlikely, especially down there, or it's a shootout, Mm -hmm. which is a high possibility. However, our defense is way better than their defense. So, you know, take it as you will. It's going to be a fight, though. And I see that as a really, really... Our, our our next really big challenge before we have to take on probably Alabama at the end of the year. Georgia after this past week, I don't know. It should be a fun game. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you still so you had had us winning the rest of the games. Do you still see us doing that or do you do you have an, a game potentially that you think we might lose? Well, going into the preview, I said if there were any games that we would falter on it would be LSU and Alabama. And still, those are the two that I think are the biggest challenge for us. One of the main reasons is their offensive attack is kind of the... Uh, it attacks Achilles' heel of our defense, which is the secondary. Yep. The front seven's great. Secondary is very good. Nothing mm-hmm. against those guys. Yeah, they're definitely very good. I mean, they, they even played really well from my analysis on the, even the Florida game. Minus they did. the couple, like the, at least one blown really bad coverage. Um, maybe two. But if, but if you look at that, their wide receiver talent on LSU and Alabama, they are head and shoulders above anyone we face. Yeah. And especially Alabama's wide receiver talent, they're making Tua look like, you know, the best thing that's ever happened to their yeah. football program. Yeah. Because he can throw a slant and then they can run for eighty yards or whatever. <laughs> so yeah. the uh the LSU and Alabama games are going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. The rest of them I feel pretty good about. Yeah. I still so I actually had us I was going back and forth between our second loss and I, I I'd said originally UGA was gonna be our second loss just by a field goal. Um I don't know. Like I, I might switch that around because I might have us losing to Bama at the end, even though I don't want that to happen. I might, I don't know. It may, it may be like a, a preview of the Alabama game decision when, I, when we get down to that week, whether or not I want, uh, what, I mean, how this team's playing because no, I'm saying we're beating Alabama, even though it's going to be a an uphill battle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I mean, Alabama's good, but their defense isn't that great. Let's talk about a little bit about positions for just a few minutes. Our, our question on was on offense, mostly offensive line. Uh, I feel like there were some questions of whether or not running backs would kick into gear, but we've already kind of talked about that, um, and we're hoping the running backs uh, get that shot in the arm now. Of we we're the we're the running backs right now for the next four to six weeks. It's without Boo Whitlow. So I'm hoping the, those guys step up. Um, but I think our biggest question was offensive line. Uh, how do you see our offensive line 
and what they've been able to do uh, this uh, halfway through the season. You know, at times they look like a complete unit and that they have comp- incredible composure together and that they can take on anyone in the SEC and in college football. And other times you have the first play of the game against Florida where they're letting hmm. guys through untouched. Yep. yep. And, you know, it, depending on the game plan and our blocking attack, they can either open up holds or they can get no push at all. And it, it's weird because I'm never played offensive line and didn't really pay attention too much to the blocking attack patterns or anything like that. But it it seems at times we get good push and that each guy covers their man well. No holding occurs. They push the guys off the ball. And other times we just get manhandled. Mm-hmm. And it's the same players we're fighting against. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, and game to game too, it, it looks the same same type of way. Like the Florida game, for example, the most recent one, the first half we looked completely lost. Like yeah. We couldn't block anyone. Mm-hmm. Guys were running all over the field against us. And it, it took until the middle of the third quarter for us to get any type of push. And that's when Booby was able to get 80 yards of rushing. But until then, we had had 35 yards in the first half. Mm-hmm. And we had had Bo Nix under pressure almost every passing play. Yep. It, it Offensive line is weird, man. Yeah. Much like how Drew said last week, just football is weird. <laughs> yeah. Especially college football. Yeah. But your your take on the offensive line, where are they standing in your opinion? Um, pretty similar to yours. I, I I've seen times where I was very concerned. Um, for the most part, I'd say they've they've been doing well enough. Um, I I feel like the funniest thing is like I feel like our run game hasn't gotten going. But when you look at the stats, I think we're like nineteenth in the country as far as average yards per game on the ground. So we're getting some push, but I think a lot of that has come from when we've done the speed sweeps with Anthony Schwartz or Sean Shivers. Yep. Uh, it hasn't been necessarily up the middle. We've had to get creative with that um, to get our run game going. Uh, and I think that's got to continue. Um, and, and I don't know if that says anything about our offensive line other than maybe they're slightly improving, but it's not a drastic uh wow, these guys are so much better now. They're the top 10 offensive line in, in the country. I don't, I don't think they're at that point. Um, let's talk about Bo's progression because it seems like for five, first five games, he's he's gotten better. Every Almost every single game, he's done something a little bit better. Obviously, with the Florida game, he had three interceptions, and that was a huge step back for him. Seemed frazzled from, pretty much from the very beginning. Uh based on what he had, he did on the field and then what you saw as far as changing up plays. It just seemed like nothing – he just couldn't communicate well. And probably that was a credit to uh, the Swamp and to what they, they are able to do down there um, with crowd noise. Um, but how do you see – let's talk about Bo and then also not to mention Joey Gatewood – um, halfway through the season, where do you see Bo, and how do you where do you see him progressing through the rest of this the season? Yeah, I think Bo, when good plays are called, has executed well. The Florida game, we did not set him up well for success. Throwing on first down for the first at least three drives, if not more, 
is not really an Auburn offense. Mm-hmm. And the passing routes that we gave him, none of them were easy completions. Yeah. Much like what Drew said we need to work on is our intermediate routes. Those mm-hmm. five to ten yard plays where we can get good chunk yardage and make it easier for second and third down or, you know, a completion. Yep. Or even throwing out to the flats and getting the ball out in the open to have a guy make a play. Every single time we gave Bo the ball, we said, make magic happen and make a 30-yard pass or more. Yeah. And that's just not not possible without being able to build up some composure and take the defensive rushing attack out of the way. Yeah, for sure. So I think by bringing in Joey Gatewood and giving more of a relief effort for Bo, we can take some of that pressure off. Right now, we've got to be able to set Bo up to be successful for him to be successful. Yeah, true. And and I think what, I mean, I want to, I'm always about the easier passes, get him going. Um, I I, want to also give him some confidence that he's not going to be crushed immediately. Like, I feel like he, he got it in his mind already real quick. Not only is the defensive line of Florida going to get in my face, but also the the secondary of Florida was just hungry. They were ready to just intercept as many passes as they possibly could on, on Bo. Um, and there's going to be teams that we come up next to. I mean, LSU is one of the top um, secondaries uh, uh, probably in the nation. And there's going to be teams like that that I think will, will qu- really put him to the test um, because we – they're not going to give them easy passes either. Um, and even the easy passes, the wide receivers will have to make some moves and get up the field. Um, let's talk about defense real quick before we get out of here. Uh, how do you see our defense uh, from this point on? Uh, they've seemed pretty solid. Uh, they've kept us in a lot of games. But where do you see them going from here as well? Yeah, I think a lot of these guys finish the season out getting – quite a few awards when it comes to their performance this season. Front seven's been fantastic. The amount of fumbles that we've forced this season alone in the first half has just been astronomical. Yeah. They've kept us in games. They've kept pressure on the opposing quarterbacks. They've completely shut down the run game. The front seven hats off to those guys. Just fantastic effort so far. And then the secondary, you know, the DBs and safeties, besides just a few mismatches in the Florida game and you know a few penalties here and there in the first six games they still played their hearts out yeah the secondary has stepped it up we realized coming into the season that they were the weaker portion of our defense and that's saying something because we still have some incredible talent back in the backfield for that side of the ball mm-hmm. and the big thing is for them is one they're undersized a little bit and to the uh, ability to, you know, play those positions. Iggy, for example, was picked on all the time. He came from a wide receiver position. So mm-hmm. he's not he's not been a cornerback for a long time. He fills the role well. He's been just a couple well. of years now, really. Yeah, and he's he's had to, you know, change his game to be able to fit that role. He's done a great job. Yeah. He gets picked on, uh, but in the same same mindset so do some of the other guys and you know we're not the tallest uh batch of secondary players but we fight hard and we make wide receivers fight for those 
uh, catches while playing yeah. a fair game and trying not to uh, interfere within the pass. So as far as defense goes, lights out, and they're going to be a true asset when it comes to some of these big games we still have coming up. And yeah, uh, sure. if we're going to win these games, which I think we have a good chance, defense is going to be one of the big reasons be- that we are victorious. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a couple numbers for you. Uh, our second, our secondary so far is averaging about, allowing about 230 yards passing uh, each game on average. Uh, our front seven, ready for this, Ben? Yep. Is allowing about 100 yards, 101 yards right now per game. Believe and it. That that's man, that's amazing. Um, we're pretty much having to force teams into passing the ball on us because they're they're just not able to move the ball. Um, and that's that's really awesome to see. Um, I I too see this this defense pretty much taking off. Uh, continue to take what they've already done and really improve off of it. Um, the defense is one of the best in the country. I still think that's why we're so highly ranked, even though people have questions about where we're, <laughs> where we're headed with offense, um, especially now with Bowie gone. And I think the defense is always going to keep us in there. Uh, no matter what, I think that's going to help us uh, with the bigger opponents like LSU, Georgia, and Bama that we have coming up. Um, how are you feeling about uh, going into this Arkansas game? Just real briefly. Um, now that we've had this bye week, does does the bye week give you confidence um, that we can go into this second half of the season uh, and and lay the wood how we need to? Look, we could rest the entire first string offense and still go and blow the doors off of Arkansas. So I'm not worried about that team. Gus always circles this game. I guarantee he has half a playbook dedicated to beating down Arkansas. <laughs> Probably right. So especially we'll get into it in our preview, but hey, there there's not some animosity, but there's some Oh, he hates those guys. Well you I'm know talking there about is. yeah. Oh, there's animosity <laughs> towards Arkansas as the state. Um I'm just talking yeah. <laughs> Man, and the program. Be, yeah. Like he I think he feels the way to Arkansas as I do the way to Virginia Tech. Yeah. You're probably so, right. So <laughs> the uh Arkansas game every year, Gus gets ready to just kick the teeth in of those guys. So true. I uh, I do think it'll be a good time for us, though, to implement some changes within the offensive attack, especially without Booby. And it'll be good just to see the offense, you know, have a very successful game, much like we did against Mississippi State. Yeah, yeah, I hope we can uh, really do kind of what we did to Mississippi State, because, uh, man, Arkansas is not very good this year. <laughs> And nope. I hope we can do some, some big stuff to them. Uh, but more the, on that in our next episode um, for the Arkansas preview. Uh, ben, before we go, do you want to give them your social media um, so they can stay in contact with you? Yeah, you guys can find me anywhere on social media at B-E-N-K-1-N-G, Captain Plainsman on Saturdays, and Team Ad 34 if you have a negative response. <laughs> uh, and then you can find me on Twitter as well at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle.
Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to e2cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?